Welcome to the Bike Portland podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Moss. In this episode, we'll do something a little bit different. Uh, I'll take you along on a tour and ride with Beeline Urban Delivery. Beeline is a Portland company that was founded in 2008, and they have carved out a great little niche for their innovative approach to last mile freight logistics. They also do distribution and warehousing. If you're a Bike Portland reader, you'll recall several stories we've written about them over the years because of this simple fact, they use pedal-powered electric cargo trikes for their delivery fleet. Beeline has about a dozen of these large trikes, uh, in addition to a few standard Bachfeetz bikes for smaller deliveries, and they have one truck just in case they need it. And they've replaced well over 320,000 truck miles with these trikes in over 42,000 deliveries in the past 15 years. In addition to being friendlier to the planet, their deliveries are much safer as well. Portland has a terrible and tragic record of fatal collisions between truck drivers and bike riders. And while they're much smaller and safer than a truck or a van, Beeline's trikes can still carry up to 700 pounds of cargo. A few days ago, I met their dispatch manager, Tegan Velo, at their large warehouse in the central east side, right off of, uh, right off of Southeast 7th Avenue. And he gave me a rundown of what they do and what a typical day looks like at Beeline. I then tagged along for a short delivery to the nearby Seven Corners location of New Seasons Market. Keep in mind as you listen to this episode that it was recorded in a busy warehouse and I am still learning all the ins and outs of making these mobile audio stories. So I think you'll love our conversation and it'll be a lot of fun to have you join us in the warehouse and on the streets. Here's the episode. So I'm Tegan Velo. Um, I'm our dispatch lead here at Beeline. Uh, that means my primary focus is on uh, just making sure that things get where they need to go, making sure our riders know what's assigned to them throughout the day, and kind of responding to all of the various uh, changes and complications that happen every day. <laughs> yeah, so Beeline is a uh, last mile logistics company. Um, we also have a warehousing side. Um, it's we're not a distributor in the traditional sense in that we uh, don't own the product stored at the warehouse, but it's mainly just companies pay to rent pallet spaces and then uh, we do anything from picking orders to delivering to inventory management. It's all kind of, it's kind of an a la carte system. Um, but the uh, most interesting part of Beeline, I think, is that our primary delivery method is through electric freight tricycles. We do have a truck as well, but um, mainly we have these electric trikes that hold uh, up to about 700 pounds of cargo in them. Um, they, you do have to pedal, but there is the electric motor to assist you. Obviously, nobody can really pedal 700 pounds uphill. Um, and we go uh, to a pretty good portion of the city, um, as far as about like Arbor Lodge to the north, um, kind of around Mount Tabor, almost up to not quite 82nd, but almost all that way um, to the east, and then kind of the West Hills to the to the west, and like Selwood to the south. We have around 11 in the fleet. About a dozen bikes, one truck. Yeah, yeah, it's the way it should be, right? Yeah, um, so our biggest client is New Seasons. I mean, what we're looking at right now is um, all of New Seasons like partner brand products. Um, so when, anytime you go to New Seasons and see their like store label products, um, a lot of that moves through us and is stored here. Uh, so twice a week they'll send us um, orders that we pick and then deliver to all 19 New Seasons lo locations. So that's a pretty good portion of the warehouse here. Um, We've got four four levels of pallets high, 
multiple different aisles, a large fridge and freezer. So New Seasons is the biggest client, but we have hundreds of different like smaller clients that we work with. And it's more than delivery, right? I mean, I understand you do warehousing, yes. sure, but isn't, are there other things as well? Like tell me about like, uh, is there a business side of like the promotional thing where I, I've always seen the Beeline trikes out at big totally. events, handing things out and like, yeah. like, it looks like there's billboards on the side of these things. Yeah, yeah, so we, there's a whole advertising component as well. Um, yeah, advertise for a number of clients. The, the ads you see on the trike aren't necessarily connected to what's being delivered at that time. Um, sometimes they are, like uh, we have Office Depot ads that we run uh, and we also deliver Office Depot products. Same with uh, Grand Central Bakery. We do a route a few days a week uh, delivering their bread around. And for that, you'll see the, the Grand Central Bakery signs on the trike. Yeah, I like to think they are related because it's like, there's, yeah. the, there's the bread trike. You know? Totally, there's yeah. the... Sometimes it is. Uh, we get a lot of questions sometimes from people on the street. Like we started running ads for um, Boggs boots. Oh. Um, <laughs> and a lot, we get a number of people asking like, is that trike full of boots? It's like, not right now, but <laughs> could be. Uh, yeah, the, the advertising is just sort of a way to like add a little extra revenue on top of the, the delivery income it's like you see this weird three-wheeled thing going by like it definitely catches your eye and draws your attention to it so it's like a mobile table mobile booth almost you just swing the yeah. back up and you can just hand stuff out the back totally yeah we yeah. did one with um a company called brit's pickles uh like a couple months ago uh where we did a few different dates where we pulled up in front of um different grocery stores local markets and um yeah, just had a trike full of pickles and gave them out to passersby on the streets. There was one, uh, it was Halloween in like the Beaumont market and they had some like trick-or-treating thing throughout the neighborhood where like all the businesses had, uh, you know, put their name on a list and then kids came by to all these businesses to trick-or-treat. And so we were set up in front of Beaumont market with just a trike full of pickles and all sorts of people coming by in costume and it was fun. I, I did that one personally and it was, it was just nice getting to hand out pickles to people like nobody's expecting that on Halloween. but. They got little sample packs and definitely got the got the brand out there. Could could a company just buy like five of their own trikes, or has that ever come up? That's not something that we've really delved into a beeline yet. I I think there's been some very preliminary discussion of maybe someday having kind of like a, a freight trike distributor type yeah. model here. I'm asking this because like think of Franz, right? Franz yeah. Bakery. They got their whole fleet of big old yeah, trucks, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wouldn't it be cool if you went to Franz and there was like, next to all those big trucks, there was, you know, a nice little fleet of totally, the yeah. cargo bikes At least for, for the like Portland the, the local ones, anyway, yeah. So our goal is really to reduce emissions, create a more livable community, both by reducing emissions and by reducing congestion, because every delivery that happens on a trike is a truck or a van that's not on the road, causing traffic and dangerous scenarios that come with that. Um, and, uh, and to do all that while uplifting a bunch of like small local companies that aren't big enough to get into those more traditional distributors, um, but are too big for their garage essentially. Right. And so they can come to us and ask for the specific things they need. Like I said, anything from a pallet space to fulfilling their orders to doing those deliveries. And we have a number of clients that we, we do all that for, um, so yeah, it's, we're, we're a B Corp, um, which means that we're yeah, really committed at all levels to uh, not just supporting our staff, but improving the community and the environment as a whole around, around where we live. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that balance between being this like environmental beacon in terms of how business can be done versus just getting business done. Right. You know, like, so for Beeline, is it correct to say that like the, 
sort of environmental sustainability and local, you know, supporting local businesses. Is that is like the main thrust, and this is a vehicle for that? You know, or like, yeah. how, can you talk about that's that balance of how the, how the company approaches the business? I mean, from my perspective, that that certainly is the main thrust. I think that's why a lot of the people who work here do the work is because we feel like we're making a difference and like improving our community in a really tangible way. Um, the it, it is a challenge because. We're not getting rich here, I guess I'll say. Um, well, economies of scale. I mean, that's how the sort of juggernaut functions. That's how the system yeah. typically works, right? It roots out anything that's not like financially optimal or 100 percent is, yeah. you know, easy to make as much money as possible. So I get that. But what about your what about the customers? Does that come up a lot for them? Uh, like, let's say, I mean, I, I don't you probably maybe you're not involved in the sales conversation, so you might have Sometimes. to just speculate yeah. here. But, you know, are people coming to Beeline and going, hey, we want to be a sustainable, environmentally friendly, bike friendly company or whatever. We love the trikes. We want to do business with you. Or are they just like, we need a place to store stuff and get it delivered. What can you help us with? You know what I mean? Yeah, what? I think I think we see some of both for sure. Like some clients are really motivated by, you know, trying to reduce their emissions and, and supporting our, our goals in that area. And for other people, I think it, it really does just make sense. Like they need a place to put their stuff. They don't want to spend a bunch of money uh, hiring their own staff to do all their deliveries. Um, it simplifies things a lot for people. Um, so yeah, I think we definitely see both sides of that where it's, it's, and, and obviously a mix of that from certain people too, where it's like, it makes sense. And also it's great that we're helping the community in all these ways. Talk about kind of the logistics of, of getting a bike loaded up or like, how does that usually work? Let's say you already have a customer, you know, it's time for delivery, kind of what happens at the, the start of your day, like how does that all work? Yeah, so we start about 7.30 in the morning. It's when most of our team gets here. Um, in particular, that's when all of our riders show up. Okay. Um, and we, so a big part of my job is making what I call the, the run of day, which is just like a big document that has, here's everywhere we need to go today, here's how, who it's assigned to. It's a very living document that changes throughout the day. Um, and uh, so riders will get here, check that, uh, you know, check that they know where they're going and start loading up. Um, might be in the fridge, freezer, or the dry storage area. Could be in a number of places. Um, but so they get like a manifest from you to say what, what their day is gonna entail? Essentially, yeah. And it'll, it'll often change a lot throughout the day as, as those complications and things arise. And are they assigned a certain bike depending on what their day has in store or are all the bikes yeah, pretty much interchangeable? So they're not quite interchangeable. They're, they're sort of broken up into two generations. Essentially, there's the, they're made by, our, our current fleet is made by a company called Cycles Maximus. Um, so we sort of break them into the, the new cycle Maximus and the old cycle Maximus, NCMs and OCMs. Um, so the newer ones have two batteries um, and have you know, better range. They're a little bit faster, more powerful. So uh, we use the newer ones for, I'd say, 80 to 90% of what we do. Um, but just because we don't quite have enough of those to have everybody ride those for all the routes. Um, Sometimes we bust out the old ones for some of the shorter routes. This is what I was planning on riding uh, for the little route we're doing. Okay. Um, this one's called, we call this one Red. It goes with blue. Oh, so they have- Two of our older trikes. They have little names, huh? Okay. They do, yeah. Well, most of the newer ones we just call NCM1, NCM2, etc. They ought to all have nice little names. I know. Right? I remember a long time ago, there was some talk of like naming them after uh, like different neighborhoods in Portland or something. Which yeah, and then scrawl it on the side, you know, like yeah. a boat kind of thing. Yeah. For folks that might hear this or, or see this and 
like what what are we looking at here what kind of bike is this yeah so it's it is a tricycle uh it's on three wheels it's basically it looks like a bike with a big metal box on the back i'd say about like your almost, height yeah, yeah. as tall as you are almost almost like, six feet tall almost the six box. Feet tall. um and then on the back there's a door uh oh this is the yeah the tailgate, or yes. no, it flips up, the door flipping flips up, up. And then inside we have our insulated uh, ah, yes. storage space. And it looks like, so it's like an aluminum box, so it's, or yep. is it sealed? Al aluminum box, and um, I forget what you call this, corrugated, some kind of insulated how, stuff. How big is that cargo box? Head, looks yeah. like maybe, I don't know. Something we around can, we can like, guess. Yeah, something around like four five by, by five. four yeah. feet or something, yeah. Okay, all right. Or, yeah, like five by four by four, I guess, something That's like that. Job. Yeah. And so they have two batteries. Yeah. Everything well, this, is... this old one is a, this is one of the single battery ones, okay. but the newer ones have two. But these are much beefier batteries than you'd see in a sort of Yeah, these are e like everything on this is beefy. Yeah. It's like the motorcycle brake levers. Oh yeah. Looks more like a motorcycle in the front really. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, small tires, small yeah, wheels. Effectively a car battery powers it. Ah. Um, yeah, so we're, these are pretty, these are fairly old school by like e-bike standards and that they were still using like old like lead acid batteries and um, I, it has i noticed this very very nice front fender to keep your feet uh dry yes but i mean no <laughs> canopy so you're you're out there in the weather oh yeah yep and we very rarely shut for any sort of weather related stuff we did close for one day during the big blizzard like a couple was that two weeks ago now um but uh that was unusual usually these things are pretty pretty good in the snow actually uh, it's just when it gets when it's like iced over is when we kind of have to pull the plug and say like okay let's wait for this to thaw out a little bit right right and i noticed you have a whole shop that kind of like keep them on the road and is there a lot of maintenance yep. required in these things or uh yeah there's i mean when you got a pretty large fleet of them running every day of the week oftentimes six or seven of them being used in a given day and those ones are carrying hundreds of pounds of cargo like a on good these, amount of wear and tear goes on to them. On so. these streets with these potholes exactly, and all that exactly. stuff. And then so like gearing wise, are they, uh, what are they, seven speed? Uh, yes, they're, I mean, a few of the trikes have slightly different systems, but generally, yeah, seven speed um, with uh, the newer ones have the, the, what's it called, like the schlump gear thingy oh, down so here. so you kick it with your foot at the yeah, bottom yeah, bracket yeah, yeah. to yep. get more, because some of your routes range. have hills, right? Totally, yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, but the motors generally are pretty good at getting you up any, any sort of hill that we'll throw at you. Will you deliver in the dark? Will you deliver after hours or no? How's that work? We try to wrap things up by about four o'clock okay. every day. I mean, I see a really nice headlight, but that's not something yeah, yeah, yeah. you typically we would do. We rarely have them out after dark. Sometimes it does happen for like promotional things, um, but not, not too often. Yeah. And you're, you're riding these, uh, Anywhere you want, probably. I mean, beside the freeway and on the highway. Right. But you're riding them essentially in bike lanes, like a typical bike. Generally, yeah. yeah. When, when it's available. Um, every now and then you might have to go a couple blocks just kind of in the street contending with traffic. But, you know, we certainly advise people to use the bike lanes whenever they're available. Um, just due to the width of them, we do have to sometimes be you know have the left wheel just slightly out of the bike lane yeah. as sort of a precaution to not get slammed by a car door opening when, yeah. when you're riding by parking yeah it's like four or five um, feet wide huh something like that yeah yeah thereabouts yeah okay yeah. so this bike is uh sort of in its waiting area and then if it's got to go out for a delivery you roll it up to the front which is kind of like what do you call that like the 
the stocking area or something? Yeah, so I mean, m the majority of our riders, they're, we store four of them just parked up front. So like that's most of the team will just have their bikes up front when they show up at the start of the day. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're strapping on a fresh battery on this thing, which you had to grab before you headed out from right? the shop yeah which yeah, i mean you which can... again is not what most riders have to do for most routes because the newer trikes the batteries are just installed on there yeah but these older ones you <laughs> manually put one on and there's never any uh problem with leaving the warehouse without a battery because you would quickly know it's yeah not on it there. wouldn't turn on you wouldn't have any throttle yeah. these aren't things you'd you can have, just you'd pedal have a without time. them yeah. but i imagine some riders that maybe have the batteries worn out on a route? That would be pretty. Yeah, that that does happen. Um, Call for a tow we, or just grunt it out. Grunt it out. <laughs> all all options are on the table essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like we, that's a situation where we just try to kind of get creative. And sometimes that means, hey, if you're close enough, you gotta just dead pedal it and make it back. Other times we've had the truck go out and rescue a trike. Um, or occasionally, depending on which trike it is, we could have somebody bring a fresh battery out to that rider. All right. Cool. So yeah, let's pull this up to the front. So this is the, the loading bay area here? Yeah, this is like our main trike parking here. Okay, uh, so you get the boxes from the pallets, put them on these dollies, roll them over to the... Yep, yeah. So, oh, is this our load here? Uh, yeah, we'll be in this one. And you're loading it up. This looks like a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. It's all going it in is. that bike, huh? Yeah, here in fact, let's see how much this weighs. Got our scale right here. Yeah, so I'm pushing this green cart that has uh, pretty much everything will be taken onto this big pallet wrapper slash scale. And let's see, minus the weight of the cart itself, this is probably about 360 or so. These older ones we do try to keep around, more around like 500 pounds, and the newer ones can do up to 700. This is what, a dozen sacks of flour? Uh, I don't even know. Tw 24, I guess, three, three, eight packs. Yeah, three, okay. three five pound bags of flour, or three, eight packs of five pound bags of flour. Here, we have the, we have the list here. Yeah. So yep. 350 pounds or so, you got, you got a bunch of granola, some crunchy peanut butter, bunch of flour, bunch of sacks of flour, honey. These are heavy things. Yeah. You got uh, olive oil, so a bunch of boxes of olive oil bottles, kettle chips. Now that's easy. Yes, Those chips are, are light. light. Uh, <laughs> light cashew butter, very heavy. <laughs> Almond, okay. Lots of peanut butter and oil and flour. Heavy, yeah. heavy things. Okay. We have, we've historically found that it's more common for us to run out of space than run out of weight in the trikes. Ah, okay. But Definitely both are things that we keep an eye on. So I'm gonna stick it all in here, try to keep the most of the weight like toward the front, like kind of right over the axle as much as we can. Yeah, so there's a method to loading it up safely, keep it over the axle, you say? Yep, it's just better for the frame of the trike to have most of the weight right there. Um, so yeah, this is a pretty relatively short route that we're doing. You know, our routes could be anywhere from couple miles round trip to, in an extreme case, 20 miles round trip. So that's that's miles. pretty, uh, maybe I shouldn't say, I'd well, say maybe 15 would be the maybe the end. top well, that, out. Yeah, That's still a lot. It is, yeah. And the batteries are okay with that? Um, if they're fresh, yeah. You probably wouldn't want to do that on a trike that's been used throughout the day, but. Yeah, I mean, depending on the weight and how much hills you're going up and right. how much power you're putting into the pedals. Uh, it can get up to around like almost 30 miles on charge on the, if the batteries are like new, they do tend to lose some range over time. Yeah, I mean, speaking of routes, are there 
ways you look to, to uh, build the routes that are sort of more bike-friendly streets than others, or does that come into play? Or We'd leave the specific, like, routing mostly to the riders to kind of figure out on their own. There's no, like, no-go streets or necessarily. I mean, there probably are, but you're saying that it's not, like, so centralized where they just get a route and they have to follow it from some computer program. Yeah, I mean, we, there's some of that we use a little. We're kind of actually just starting to use more software for routing purposes, but generally riders just get like a list of stops they're going to, usually in the order that myself or the software recommends that they go in, and then the specific like, oh, do I take this street versus that street to go between these two places? We don't really assign it that uh, specifically. Do you think there's aspects of, um, you know, doing these deliveries by cargo trike that are sort of currently limited because of something the city is or isn't doing? I mean, besides the business propositions, right, of getting new, more customers, yeah, yeah. Um, is there something that the city could do to make it easier to operate these kind of vehicles around town? Um, obviously more, more biking infrastructure is always good. Um, more protected lanes, more buffered lanes, more fully separated bike lanes, always good. I mean, the Blumenauer Bridge was actually a, a great thing for us pretty recently. Um, that probably shaves off a few minutes off of multiple routes every day for us, which is a pretty big deal, honestly. But, but in terms of, uh, in terms of you know, if, if, if you could go down and, and lobby City Hall, you would say, hey, please, we support you build, building as much separated infrastructure as you can and better bike infrastructure. Essentially, are, yeah. Are there policy things? Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm, I'm trying to get Beeline to engage a bit more in, in local policy and stuff. Like, I mean, we, I think what sparked our conversation right now was running into each other at the uh, testimony against the I-5 Rose Corridor expansion. So, like, I was able to make a, an official statement um, both in person at that event and in a written letter um, on behalf of Beeline, which I was really happy that um, Franklin and the leadership let me let me do that and is willing to kind of put Beeline's name out there as saying like, hey, we're, we're against this thing that's happening. Um, we believe that all that money would be much, much better spent on surface level street improvements for safety and biking and transit and all that. Like, I guess the broadly speaking, like what helps us is any sort of shifting of that mode share from cars away to other methods, just because it makes the streets safer for everybody, us included. But no, but no specific like, um, you know, cargo delivery policy in terms of like how freight traffic is right. handled in last mile or, or stuff like that. I guess I'm thinking like, you know, would Beeline sort of be supportive of like limiting the size of trucks in the urban core, for sure. instance, which would, yes, get you more business maybe ultimately, but just in general, I mean, is there any other policy things that come to mind? Yeah, I mean, like big picture wise, like it would be amazing if we could have some sort of city sponsored policy for um, like the kind of logistics hub model of instead of having trucks going around the city, um, making all their own deliveries, but have... Uh, I'm not an expert on this, but I know in some like European cities they've experimented with having these like big delivery hubs where all the trucks bring everything into a central point and then it's distributed into the, the core of the city from there, oftentimes on like uh, cycle-based delivery vehicles. Um, so it'd be certainly cool if, if the city would sponsor us in that capacity as like making it like, oh, these 
these companies that want to move freight into our city like have to go through you know some sort of like logistics hub like that or distribution hub whatever you want to call it but i mean like you know the the warehouse here is in in inner south the earth central east side it's i think within or right on the edge of what may be the green loop someday so yeah, yeah. maybe the green loop is that sort of dividing line where totally. and then you wouldn't even have to move you'd already be yeah. beeline would just be set up and it would be everything has to come through here and similar warehouses and then from there it's got to go through these uh, be delivered via these three-wheeled trikes, which is yeah. fantastic. I mean, that would that would be great. Okay, so we're um, ready to ride this thing, or uh, I gotta throw some ads on here real quick. Yes, um, gotta throw the, the ads on. That's the last step. Um, I'll go get my bike, or cool. Yeah, okay. sounds good. Yeah, I'll meet you up here in just a minute. All right, ready when you are. So yeah, I was also gonna mention. Um, so you'll see we're running ads for the Lime scooters on here. That's another thing we recently started doing is. Um, not just the ads for them, but we store a bunch of their batteries here. I was going to say, so battery we, storage, okay. Yep, we, we go around and uh, swap batteries on, on dead Lime scooters around town. What do bikers, what kind of stuff do bike ride, other bike riders say to you? Other bike riders, I mean, we get a lot of questions about like what's in there. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually realizing right now I've got this ad frame I didn't secure on the side here, so I'm going to pull okay, over for a sec. let's get that squared away. Yeah, cool, they're all on there. We're going straight across? Uh, yeah, I was going to go take a left on clay and then through lads. Okay. Actually got pretty warm out. I'm gonna have to yeah. take a layer off once we get there. Oh yeah, so reactions from other bikers. You know, if you get some confused looks here and there, um, especially in like real bad weather, we get a lot of like, you guys are badass from people's on the street. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think generally supportive. Every now and then you get a driver who has to go behind you for you know 10 seconds and get slowed down and they'll honk at you but I'd say generally people are pretty respectful and you get a here. lot of people stopping to let you cross because you're so big maybe more than on we your do. regular on yeah bike. Def definitely more than on my regular bike um what other differences yeah. do you experience from your personal bike to this thing like when, when you ride yeah. home after work what's what are some differences between well it's a this? lot it's a lot slower for one thing um so the the newer trikes go about 11 or 12 miles per hour. Ah. They can coast faster downhill, of course, but the throttle only gets you about that fast. This older one here goes more like nine or 10 with the throttle. Um, so yeah, you know, kind of just gotta get in the, the mindset of like, just slowly trucking along and making it happen. What about technical stuff like handling, you know? And like, how do you approach stop sign, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, so on my regular bike, I'll, you know, I'll definitely utilize the, the Idaho stop thing. <laughs> um, on this guy, definitely a lot more mindful of coming to a complete stop, uh, no matter what. Um, it's like but, how a school bus comes to stop at like a railroad crossing. Like yeah. The, you do take the extra step to be safe with this, yeah, huh? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, even though in a collision, you know, You'd be better off because oh, this yeah. thing is pretty stout. <laughs> I remember, so I, I've been here for like three and a half years now. And when I was first getting trained, I remember our old operations supervisor was talking about being really mindful of like car doors in the bike lane. And he was saying like, these things will eat a car door if you run into it. Like, oh, that's right. The car door will lose a fight with this thing. That's a bit of a shift from yeah. riding your personal bike. Yeah, definitely. It's, you're potentially more of a danger to a car, at least a parked car, than, than it is to you. 
Um, what, what, any, uh, anything comes to mind like when you pull up to a account, like a client, you know, when you pull up to a store or something and there's like a truck operator there, do they kind of do a double take? Like, I don't know, you know, it's kind of a, yeah, a funny I mean, little juxtaposition there. You pull up on this and they've yeah. got their big rig kind of thing. No, we've got some good photos of, you know, are the trikes next to trucks at like, delivery stops and all trucks. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but occasionally, yeah, you get people like, what the heck is that? That's a good opportunity to like talk about what we, what we do and, you know, hopefully spread the mission, I guess, a bit. Recruit some drivers, maybe? Yeah, yeah, potentially. You're like, hey, come come and uh, ride instead of drive. Yeah, yeah. Health benefit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I also wanted to say, like, so we do have a truck in addition to the trike. Right. Um, which, you know, obviously doesn't have the zero tailpipe emissions that the trikes do, but it's still part of the same mission because it's like we consolidate a number of deliveries that would have been individual trips True. into one route on the truck which cuts down on it avoids a lot of trips even though it's right. in a traditional truck so it's all it's all part of the same mission of reducing emissions reducing congestion creating a more livable city didn't take a right here and then left oh. into the new season slot Notice those big hand signals you give. Yeah. So the, the newer trikes have uh, blinkers, ah. but uh, these older ones do not. So I'm going to go in and ask for a cart. Hello. Hi. Uh, could I use one of these carts to put the partner brand I'm sure stuff you on? Can. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. This program called Green Wheels, what's that all about? Yeah, so this is, so right now I'm delivering their partner brand stuff, which we talked about a little bit earlier, but we have a program with New Seasons um, where we aggregate orders from something like a hundred different like small local vendors um, some of which are stored in the warehouse others are things that uh, vendors just drop off throughout the week and then we add it to their carts um, and so we do these big like aggregated shipments of all sorts of different local products to all the new season stores um, a couple times a week um, it's a we work really closely with New Seasons on this, and essentially we like, we'll scan in the product at our warehouse so that it's all received ahead of time, saves time on the receiver's end at New Seasons, um, saves a bunch of trips that all these vendors would be doing by themselves to all the different stores, um, all that good stuff. And so yeah, I'm just gonna swing by um, Upper Left Coffee on the way back and pick up some, actually some, some Green Wheels product that we'll be delivering to the stores um, later this week. Gonna go back through lads here. Streets like this are great for us because they're nice like diagonal connections to different parts of town. Quiet, slow streets. Yeah, I'd imagine you spend a lot of time on neighborhood greenways, huh? I mean, neighborhood greenways are kind of key. Definitely, yeah, we ride on a lot of those. Wait till Sandy gets bike lanes. That's going to be That'd the be beeline. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Between Sandy, Blumenauer Bridge. Uh, that will be fantastic. Start mapping out some pretty good uh, trip times. Yeah. What if there's just like a regular bike rider person that was going to hop onto one of those for the first time? Any any tips or tricks would come to mind? Yeah, it's it's weird at first because um, you don't lean, right? It's it's sturdy on three wheels, so it's like turn by by pulling on one side as much as you're like pushing on the other in a way. That sounds awkward. It is really awkward at first, but you get used to it pretty quick. Really, are they hard to ride? Are they easy to ride? Like... I think once you get used to, once you get used to not having to balance really, they're pretty easy to ride. 
I, especially if you've, if you've got plenty of battery for whatever you're doing, like it's super, it's a breeze. But there are those times where the battery cuts out on you earlier than you thought it would and you gotta do some dead pedaling or it's like, hey, we gotta send you out on this route and the only trike left has already done 15 miles and it's gonna be close. So like, you gotta be really conservative with it. Are there like, different settings for the battery that you have to be aware of or is it just one on and off? It's just a throttle. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So there is a pedal sensor, so the throttle won't turn on unless you're pedaling. This has been a pretty hard winter weather-wise on these things for you? Or for the other riders? Uh, yeah, I mean, not for me personally, really. Like, I mainly oversee things from the warehouse. But um, yeah, there's, there's been some challenges for sure. The, wind, the cold weather tends to make the batteries drain a little faster, too. Oh, here, right. Turn left right here. Oh, okay. Um, but I think we got through it all right. It also usually like January tends to be one of our slower months too. So kind of balances out a little bit. And we provide good gear for all everybody who works for us too. Oh, that's good. It's like all the showers past stuff, gloves and waterproof socks and all that too. Hey, how uh, much you got a pickup for us today? Cool. Cool. So this small coffee roaster, left, left coast coffee, right? Uh, upper, no, upper left, left, upper left, upper left coffee, roasters yeah. here. They would typically take their beans and maybe drive them over to New Seasons or wherever they're being sold. Yeah, that would be the, the traditional way to do it would be they'd have to self-deliver everything to all these different stores. But instead, I'm here on a trike and I'm picking it all up right now and then we'll aggregate this through the Green Wheels program. With others similar to them? Uh, yeah, probably more coffee, probably a bunch of hot sauce and all sorts of random stuff. Um, mostly like very local Portland-based companies. And there'll be a whole trike full of stuff, oh, pardon me, from uh, various clients going to all 19 new season stores instead of all those vendors making all their own trips to all 19 of those. If you want a coffee too, just to... And sometimes they offer you a free coffee. It's a little <laughs> too late for me though. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Do you go left here or next? Uh, left here, yep. <laughs> okay. Cool, sweet. Well, thanks for coming by. Cool, yeah. take, it. take care. Yeah, sweet. See you. Day. See you. Bye. That was Tegan Velo of Beeline Urban Delivery. Be sure to check the show notes for things we mentioned in the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And to all of you who support Bike Portland, thank you very much. It's your financial contributions that make our work possible. And if you're not a subscriber yet, please do sign up as soon as you can at bikeportland.org support. I'm your host, Jonathan Moz. And until next time, I'll see you in the streets.